Hi there, and welcome to the Amy Kunkel Audio Hour. On this week's episode, I am going through part four of my Unbound Allegiance series. I'm also posting videos on YouTube, so if you prefer to watch uh, the video, you can do that as well. Just a couple reminders. I am doing Q&A sessions, and if you would like me to come and speak with you or with a group that you belong to, you can message me on Facebook or email me at amykunkeldesign at gmail.com. So let's get into today's episode. This episode covers chapter 10, 11, and 12 in my new book, Unbound Allegiance, Finding Freedom in a Truth of Your Own. And this is the point in my journey where I had to come down off the mountaintop, as Carl Jung would say, and I had to start applying some of these principles in my awakening to my everyday life. It covers January to June of 2018, which was over, still over a year and a half ago, as we are recording this now at the end of August 2019. Carl Jung says you can't integrate on the mountaintop. I needed to emerge I needed to heal and integrate and start applying these things to my marriage, my parenting. And so I start talking about how I left the church and it didn't really become so blatantly obvious until my husband moved back and started going to church by himself. And so I talk about that there are many reasons that I left the church. And I think a lot of people probably wonder, like, why didn't she just go back? Or why didn't she just keep, you know, keep the looks up or whatever people, you know, people talk about. And so I just really talk about the reason that I left the church was because I didn't believe in the doctrine or the dogma of original sin and a lot of the things that the Christian church especially adds to what some people would call their Christian life. So with that said, I talk about leaving the church and I also talk about how I judged myself probably more than I even gave other people an opportunity to judge me. I had a conversation with my husband. I think this is where it's at. And I was asking him if it was uncomfortable for him to go to church without me. And really just because of what I felt like other people were thinking. And he just is very thick-skinned, I guess you could call it, but he just doesn't care like I do. And so he went back to church and it was, you know, business as usual for him. And then I also talk about 
talking to the kids about my beliefs and that was kind of comical in that I didn't really know what I believed at that time. I really just knew what I didn't believe and that was I didn't believe we are sinners. I didn't believe in heaven and hell and um, and I really, I feel like I share kind of some of the real conversations that I had and how it reflected really what was just going on in our home at the time. And so I used that to lead into talking to our children about our beliefs and how in the paradigm that I was raised in, you really force your beliefs on your children and that's expected. And so I was, you know, really not wanting to do that. I wanted to model the choices for them, but ultimately let them choose for themselves. And so instead of teaching them how to follow me on my path, I was teaching them self-awareness to eventually make their own choices. With that said, it started that that started bringing up issues in our marriage. And I don't talk about it a lot in the book, but only to say that my husband wasn't on this journey of awakening and I have alluded to that several times in the book. But I talk about how we uh, went to couples counseling and, you know, basically it ended up with not having any resolution necessarily other than acknowledging that I now hold these beliefs and he holds the same beliefs that he's always held. And then just he sort of is stepping into this role of antagonist in my hero's journey as Joseph Campbell says. And, you know, he challenges me on this journey and I think that has just helped me become who I am today. So I appreciate his role in that and we will move on. Chapter 11 is about the Sort of, again, further how I'm implementing changes from my awakening into my life. And I talk about the conscious perspective and really how my new favorite word was conscious. And it still is because I feel like we are bringing that conscious awareness to the front of our mind and that helps us to stay present in the moment and just really live your life fully from that place. So I talk about not going unconscious and how I tried a couple of different things and uh, in this process, but also in my everyday life, I try new things to really try to not continue to to go unconscious. So if that makes sense, just to stay conscious all the time, whether that means, you know, switching what door you, or what hand you open doors with, like that can be something that triggers your conscious awareness on a moment by 
moment basis in your life. So I go into talking about prejudices and how I feel like <clears throat> the perspective that I came from, the Christian worldview, we really kept ourselves separate and I felt like I was passing that view onto my children. So really just having more awareness around my prejudices, more awareness around eating and my alcohol consumption. And then I start getting into just how I uh, went on this journey of writing my book. So again, Rob Bell's influence came in here. I took one of his online workshops called Something to Say. And I also feel like he was one of those people that was rooting me on saying, you have to share your story. You have to come out of the closet, essentially. Those were not his words, but those are my words. But you have to come out of the closet so that other people can change also. I went to, up to Toronto with my son for a writer's workshop with Hay House Publishing. And that was when I decided to, I was going to submit my proposal for them, but I was also going to plan on self-publishing because it just seemed like the options for self-publishing self were better. I admit at this point that I did have times where these changes that were kind of going on in me were just too much to continue to have the discipline to keep implementing. So I talk about how ignorance is bliss and there were times when I just couldn't deal with it, especially in my house and in the dynamics of the family. You know, there are just times when you have to, you have to for your own self-care, you have to just shut out the world and, and tune out. And so I definitely had those moments during, during this process. The last chapter I'm going to cover on today's podcast is called Earth School. And I don't know if I give credit in here, but I got that name, I believe from Gary Zukov. He talks about how he wrote The Seed of the Soul, and he talks about how our soul comes to earth to go through lessons. And so I wanted to just shout him out if you are interested in those kinds of deeper spiritual things. Gary Zukov is a great author. And if you don't want to buy his books, you can Google some of the talks that he has done with Oprah Winfrey. So chapter 12 was uh, started off with our trip to Toronto and then another follow-on trip to Paris. And the one thing I want to share about going to Paris is that I live by this mantra of you only live once and it does kind of tie back into the soul and whether we reincarnate, but I don't necessarily 
believe that if we come back, we'll have any recollection of this life. So basically, you only live once. And there are a lot of people who plan to have a trip when they hit, you know, 40 years old or when they hit 20 years of marriage. And I just feel like that is wasting your time and wasting your life waiting for something that is not that expensive and wouldn't really put that much of a strain on you. So I took my two daughters to Paris and at the time they were probably 10 and 11, almost 12. And we had a great time. And I feel like a lot of people miss opportunities because they don't just take them when they can. So I talk about underestimating our youth and our trip to Paris, and then a little bit more on parenting because I'm, I'm very passionate about how I changed my thinking and my mindset and how if I could teach that to my kids, they would have a better chance at really achieving what they want in life and being happier. And so I talk about having awareness with children and authoritative parenting. So how my parenting styles has, has changed since um, not being a fundamental Christian. And if that's interesting to you, then you're gonna wanna read chapter 12. I will highlight one section about that parenting that I discuss, and that is the section on preference and judgment. And I talk about how if we have a preference over what our children should be in their life, say if our child was gay and we believe that being gay isn't right, then your child will not be able to feel your unconditional love because that judgment that you hold against homosexuality it will prevent the flow of your love authentically to your child. And so I feel like that has the potential to happen and you see it a lot with parents who, or with children, I'm thinking adult children, my age children who do not have a very good relationship with their parents because they are either trying to live up to their parents' expectations or they have failed them. Maybe they're gay and their parents are fundamental Christians and so there's that disconnect and I just talk about being able to dissolve our preference. Don't have an opinion on what your child should become and that allows that love to flow freely without judgment. I also talk about children who don't need our approval and how um, a sign of a well-parented child is one who's 
independent and so confident in themselves that they don't need our approval, which is kind of, you know, hard to get your head around as a parent, but I feel like that is the kind of child that I want to raise. I want to raise someone who is not absorbed with what I think of them or what the world thinks of them, but that they have confidence in and of themselves and the decisions that they're making in their lives. I close the chapter with an example about how parents, if you haven't healed your shadow or your pain body, it's like piling boxes in your basement. And we see this all the time. Like I know my parents have boxes in their basement, like actual boxes in their basement that when they pass away, us kids will have to go through and take care of and clean up. And it's the same with the parents' unhealed inner work. Carl Jung actually says, children are tasked with the unfinished business of the parents. And this is exactly what I'm talking about. When you pass away, your children will have to go through those boxes of junk that you have stored. And they don't want to do that and you don't want them to have to but the unfortunate part is that children are going to have their own crap to work through so the best thing that we can do to help heal our whole planet is by healing yourself not passing on those things to your children helping them to heal and work through their own issues, their own shadow, their own pain body, and everyone can heal the whole lineage. I know in the Bible it talks about the sins of the father passed down generations, and I think that's what this is talking about. If we have that kind of unconscious shadow or these traits that are passed down to generations and we heal it, it can actually affect those behind us, just like I'm talking about. So I definitely get very passionate when talking about parenting and children. And so that is really what chapter 12, <clears throat> I think, focuses on. So that is all I'm going to cover for today. I hope that if you haven't yet got Unbound Allegiance, Finding Freedom in a Truth of Your Own, you will order it up on Amazon today. It is actually a print-on-demand book, so you can have it in two days with Amazon Prime. And I also have signed copies that I'm doing at local events here in Canton, Ohio. So thank you so much for sticking with me today. And I hope that you have an amazing day. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't rated and reviewed the podcast, and I'm pretty sure you haven't because the last time I checked, there were not very many. I would really appreciate you taking the time to give me some honest feedback. 
I know that there are a million bazillion podcasts out there to listen to, and I really hope that I bring you value. 